The recent stabbing crisis took hold of the unhoused population in Davis, but it's time to move forward. From the Blue Devil Hub, this is the news cycle. I'm Noah Meyer, and today is Monday, May 22nd. Today I spoke with Dana Bailey, the Director of Social Services and Housing, to talk with her about the programs provided by the Davis Homeless Outreach Services, and how those programs are responding in the wake of deadly stabbings. After that, we'll hear an audio editorial from Rowan Rising. Can you give me like an example of like one service that you guys provide? Um, so there, the city itself doesn't do what we call direct service. Direct service is um, when you've got staff that are actually going out and getting connected to social security or connected to housing. So we work with nonprofit agencies that we contract with to do this work. Bailey detailed some of those programs, which include the Davis Community Meals and Housing Program, Communicare, the Daytime Respite Center, and the County Mobile Medicine Team. She also talked about the funding that the city is equipped with from the state. But we get funding from the federal government and from the state and from the county that we can contract with these organizations that are professional services organizations to do that work. Have there been any challenges like the programs have faced? Absolutely. Um, and it's the biggest challenge that California and the nation is facing, and that's the lack of housing. How do we stabilize the lives of the people that need that housing so if we're able to get them into a place, they can stay in that place? How do we keep them housed? So that's the city's, that's our primary goal. How do we house people that don't have housing, and then how do we keep them stably housed here in Davis? Has uh, the city, like, have the programs been effective in getting those people into better housing situations? It has been, actually. Um, it's been really great to see um, how Yolo County has come together to offer different types of housing. Um, here in Davis, Davis Community Meals and Housing, which is our, one of our largest, longer-serving uh, homeless services providers, they just opened... Paul's Place. Paul's Place is a new initiative taken on by the City of Davis, which is a four-story homeless facility located at 111 H Street. Um, it's uh, over 80 units of, uh, of housing for uh, folks that are unhoused here in Davis. They offer um, transitional housing, which is, you know, how do we get people stable, get them inside and get them stable. And then once they're stabilized, they also offer permanent housing. So, and these are like studio units for folks. So we've built some housing here in Davis. Um, we've got contracts with some um, landlords for apartments here in Davis. So we've gotten people housed in that way. You know, recently because of the economy, the, the ability to get housing has been much, much harder than it's been maybe 10 years ago. Bailey went on to describe how the city of Davis views unhoused people. Being unhoused is not a permanent situation. Um, we want to make sure that if it does happen, it only happens rarely. Um, and then it only happens briefly. And that it doesn't continue to keep happening to people. That's the goal, is to make it rare, make it brief, and make it non-recurrent. Bailey says that the programs have actually seen success by targeting different areas and specific areas of the homeless population. Um, that's been very successful in housing veterans. Be veterans homelessness is almost down to zero. It's been successful in housing families. 
Families is way down from what it used to be. So now we want to say, okay, we've looked at those segments. What's next? Bailey detailed the plan, which involved getting all of the program heads together and finally making a plan so we can move forward into the future. And so what the city is doing right now is we are proposing to do what's called a homeless strategic plan. We're going to go out to the community. We're going to talk to all of those service providers. We're going to talk to all of our, our funders. We're going to talk to people that are living this experience that are actually unhoused. We're going to talk to the faith-based community. We're going to bring them all to the table and say, okay, look, here's what we've done over the last three years. What do we want to do over the next three years? Awesome. Yeah, this has been a great interview. I feel like I've learned a, lo- a whole lot. Is there anything that you want to kind of conclude with that you feel like hasn't been said and you want to kind of leave off on? Well, you know, I, I would like to thank the community here in Davis. Um, some communities really struggle to know what to do uh, and how to support the folks that are that they see that are unhoused on the street. But Davis really is always willing to step up and, and do something and take action. Bailey then brought up the recent stabbing crisis and how the Davis Homeless Outreach Services responded. Our providers stepped forward and said, hey, we can shelter more people right now so we can bring them in and they can be safe and now out on the street uh, while we do, while the police are doing this job to catch this guy. And so we stood up an emergency shelter. While some programs focused on housing, others focused on feeding the unhoused. They got volunteers together very quickly to get meals together for folks. Um, and then we, we also were used some grant funding that came to us from the state to kind of pay for all of it. It wasn't just the programs, but the people of Davis who stepped up. And then we had dozens and dozens and dozens of Davis residents come forward and say, hey, how can we help? And they dropped off blankets and clothes and socks, um, toothbrushes, all the things that people need um, as they're, you know, experiencing that. The biggest donations just weren't from stuff. They were also from the heart. But more importantly, people just said, we see you and we want you to feel safe too. So I I just really want to thank the Davis community for being so caring. I think it's important for them to know that uh, the unhoused community sees it and they recognize it and they they appreciate it. It made them feel like they're a part of the city. Next, we have an audio editorial package from Rowan Rising about supportive housing programs. My grandma spoke into the landline. Okay, I'll send you 30 for this month. This was five years ago. She was talking to my then homeless aunt in California. Soon after... My aunt was admitted into a permanent supportive housing program run by the Catholic Church back in her home state of New Mexico. I met her for the first time, June 2021. When my mom and I drove up to the complex, I was impressed. It was a huge building with space in front to walk dogs and sit with friends. We talked outside and eventually got invited to see her room. Walking through the halls, I got to take in the different people she lived with. Some said hi, some smiled, and some didn't acknowledge me. Her space was minimal, but it gave her the basics. A small kitchen with cabinets filled with prescribed medications, a bed in the corner of the living room, and a balcony where she usually paced. Because of this program, she finally had an address, a place we could reliably find her. Now, not only could I meet her, but I could finally understand a part of her, and found that she was strong in a way that she lived a life I never could. 
For this reason, I believe every community in California needs to implement supportive housing, facilities that combine affordable housing with supportive services. Having stable housing provides a foundation people can stand on to build a more stable and independent life. It's true, this kind of program is expensive, but to do nothing is an even bigger price to pay. California's homeless make up around 30% of the unhoused population of the U.S. Decreasing this percentage helps unhoused individuals and the communities around them. A 2021 study shows targeted housing assistance decreases the likelihood of committing a crime by 80% and increases the probability of reporting employment by 24%. If every community implements supportive housing, we can step towards a housed future for all. Well, that's our show for today. The News Cycle is a production of the Blue Devil Hub in association with the Davis Enterprise. Daniel Ruiz Jimenez writes our theme music. The program is produced by Noah Meyer and Rowan Rising. Our executive producer is Sean Campbell. We're trying to grow our listeners. Make sure to share the news cycle with your friends. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us on the web at bluedevilhub.com. And don't miss our radio broadcast Monday at 8 and Tuesday at noon on 95.7 KDRT. You can also follow the Hub on social media. We're on Instagram at Blue Devil Hub and on Twitter at DHS Hub.